Mokey. And I'm Caddy, and this is Books, Cats, and Snacks. <laughs> underwater edition. Wow. It's underwater. I would have totally worn a swimsuit if I knew we were doing yeah, underwater. Yeah, I'm floating right now. I'm floating. Got my little floaties on. <laughs> JK, guys. Obviously, we're not. This isn't the underwater edition. I wish we were doing that, though. <laughs> and we had, like, flippers on, just hanging out in here. Right. <laughs> we're discussing Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. It was my pick, mm-hmm. and we love this book. I, yes. Oh, I can't. I it can't. was such a good book to end the year with. Mm-hmm. But let's uh, let's discuss our little bit of Christmas. How was your Christmas, Caddy? That was pretty good. I had a fun Christmas. Me um, too. I ate, I ate a whole lot. Like, I ate really, like, so much food. Oh, my God, me too. Eating. I just, yeah, it just kept coming. I was like, what is that little Kirby, that little pink video game cartoon character oh, there's like yeah. a meme of him just like there's just food being vacuumed into his yes. mouth that's how i was this back this christmas day <laughs> i was able to get thai food yes so my family mm-hmm. cooked thai food so that was really awesome i ate a lot and then i was like i'm about to go over to the house because they have thai food <laughs> i was so excited you know how oh my god like i've eaten it so much for the past few years i didn't realize how much i was gonna miss it right and it's in and, and it's not like of course, there's a lot of Thai places I can go get Thai food, of course. But there's a special, like, love for this particular recipe of Thai food. Yeah. You, like, it tastes different. Like, it smells well, it's your, different. It's the family it's recipe. Like a, yeah, it's a, it's a very homey feel to it when you eat it. And I don't feel that way when, I, like, if I would go and eat somewhere else. Like, I've tried a few places and it's just not the same. Like, it's not, you know, and I'm right. like, I can't taste every little bit of this. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, when I taste our food, I, like, I know every bit of this that, that comes in it. And, All right. and it's not the same. And I'm just like, oh. God, I miss that food so much. Oh. And we even gave food to my mom. So that oh, was exciting. Of course. Her big old tin of popcorn. <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys are aware. A lot of the Thai culture that we like set out little bits of food for our like, ancestors and stuff. So we had little like plates of food for my mom. So I thought it was kind of cool. You mean like eight different plates <laughs> and like some cheesecake and some chocolate <laughs> And a big old thing of pop. Her mother loved, you know, you know, guys, that when you go to Walmart, that big tub, like, tub of popcorn that has like three or four kind of varieties in it. Oh my God. That was Malam's jam. <laughs> Love this damn popcorn. And I remember one year I got her one and I was like, all right, Malam, this is going to last you. And she's like, ha ha ha, no. And what it was, it gone like within the next day, I think. Yeah, she you told ate, us the story. She ate yeah. through the pop. St- I, I just can't with her. And so every time I see popcorn, I'm just like, just popcorn (laughs) but i hope everybody had good christmas had a good holidays but we're going to keep going with our book discussion do you want to do your cat story first i was gonna say like you want me to ignore the cats sorry i was like people will riot if they don't hear about the cats (laughs) let's do the cat story it'll be a short story so for christmas we always get the girls um new collars and treats every christmas we have their little stocking we put them in there oreo like she's she likes the collar, but she's not really a big fan. So when I take it off, she like darts away. So I have to like go and tackle her down. Like she's a freaking velociraptor. And I'm like, come on. And she's doing like crocodile rolls. And I'm like, girl, no. You know, trying to get it on her. And it's really cute, really pretty. It's a little purple with a bow tie. And then she's like, all right, whatever, mom. And so Creos, Creos has like such an attachment to her collars. Like when she, she takes Aww. it off, she feels so re- like, 
Like when we take it off for a minute, you know, to put medicine or do whatever. She feels she's like just a feral like, cat. Ah, 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 like give it back, give it back. That's mine. Aww. That's mine. Like she's naked without it. It had like fell off earlier that day because it. I think it got caught on something. So Chris like, well, I'm just gonna leave it off because I know tonight we're gonna put the new one on her. So he goes to put the new collar on her later mm-hmm. on that evening, and Creos is like literally like standing, like sitting, you know, her sit stand, like she's being knighted, just <laughs> like she's getting a gold medal, just like. <laughs> place it on it's her olympic chest, moment pretty much so chris puts it on her snaps it on and she like kind of wiggles her head a little bit i guess to hear the bell because and she's like all right all is well now all is well but just the way she stood there like proudly like <laughs> like getting her her gold medal she's like done like dun, da, da, da. and creo's just like yes basking in it and i'm just like oh girl <laughs> whatever oh and their bells are horrendously loud this this time around like Uh, i've noticed it like these are louder than normal so i'm just like jesus christ just a whole round of hellacious jingle bells just ding 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 all around the house (laughs) so christmas story cat story nice very nice Mm -hmm. um okay so let's get into our book discussion all right guys so we are going to talk about this book in depth you know beginning middle end everything that goes in it um, I don't believe there's any strong themes or language in this particular book. Not not too crazy. Not no. nothing too crazy. This I mean, is a very like humanity type and like family and yeah, it's contemporary. I mean, there's a few cuss words in the book, but I mean, nothing to an extent that yeah. you need to be worried about, honestly. But we will be talking about it in depth. So if you haven't read it, of course. You know, go ahead and read the book first, come back to this episode, or listen to one of our other wonderful, great episodes. So, there we go. Spoiler alert there. Nice. Oh, well, there, I'm sorry. Take that back. There's a theme of murder. There is a murder. Oh, there's yeah. a disappearance in this book. Although there is no grave details to said disappearance, yeah. there is a disappearance. Oh, well, that's why I say yeah. it's kind of like it's part of just human nature yeah, type. Yeah. Just tell you a little bit about Shelby Van Pelt. Okay, so she herself is originally from Tacoma, Washington, which is around Puget Sound. Because the okay, fictional yeah. town in the book, of, you know, it's fictional. So is it fictional? Yeah. Uh, Seoul, Seoul, oh. Bay, Seoul Bay is not a real town. It's like I she didn't made know it that. up. But it's kind of solely based. I, I know it sounds like a real place. I read it as Seoul Bay. Seoul Bay. Yeah. Is she, it Seoul Bay or Seoul Bay? Seoul Bay. Okay. That's what I, if I could remember correctly. Now she lives in Chicago with her husband and her two children. There wasn't like any website that I went to. That was pretty much the basis of the synopsis. She grew up in the Pacific Northwest. She has a family. She lives in Chicago now. I had to kind of go a little deeper in this for this one. So I went on YouTube and there's a lot of interviews that she's done on YouTube. There was a like a library podcast. She was on Good Morning America. She was interviewed because it's a Good Morning America book. Oh, I don't know that. Like she yeah, was you know, right. interviewed by Hoda and Hoda and Jenna. Jenna, she has like a read with Jenna like program. Okay. Kind of like kind of like the Reese Witherspoon book club or whatnot. So she was interviewed on that. And I listened to a little bit of one of the things about it. So I got a couple of facts. This is her debut novel. She a actually, brilliant that's this is crazy this is her, this debut, is her debut, debut novel, novel. Her debut so novel. good and it's so freaking good guys this woman writes as if she's been writing for like this like this is her fifth or sixth book i would say she wanted to be a journalist as a kid she mentioned in one of the interviews it, it wasn't so much of a creative writing she actually took a, a like a creative writing class right out of college she was she worked in finance and so she took like a like a some time off and she took a creative writing class and, and that class is how she be, came up with the character of marcellus marcellus was actually inspired by like a I think she saw she's had seen a video like online of an octopus oh, trying yeah, to break I out, and so it kind of inspired her a little bit. And so that's Marcellus, and Tova is loosely based on her grandmother, who was a Swedish woman herself and was very big on tidying up. 
know, cleaning, gotcha. getting, you know, that generation of just like never sitting still. If you're not doing something, you're just lazy at that point. You know, that very, you know, that, that old school spirit about doing things. So that's where Tova kind of loosely based on. So Marcellus is based kind of on an internet video that she found and Tova off of her grandmother. Okay, so real quick, for Christmas, Caddy got me an octopus that we immediately call Marcellus. Yes. And after I opened it, I looked over at her and I said, I ordered you one too, Caddy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't order her the same exact one. It, yeah. hadn't, it hadn't come in yet, but the fact that we <laughs> did that for each Guys, other. Guys, the fact that both of us know each other so well that we knew we would want a plush octopus. <laughs> and number two, that we both knew how much the other one, as well as ourselves, loved this book. I was like, oh my God. And it, and, and it happened by surprise, you know, because Google reads our stuff. So I was looking at something and it just so happened like a plush. Like, like octopus. Like an octopus. And I, it didn't look like Marcel's, but I was like, oh, ooh. So I went yeah, I like found idea. One, and they found a big orange one that looks, he looks a lot like Marcellus. And I was like, oh my God, I have to get to this. I have, and it was a last minute gift too. I was like, Chris, we need to get this. He's like, ordered. It'll be in Thursday. I was like, yes. So yes, well, Marcellus. Well, because Yours is coming. Yeah. I don't know. I fell in love with it. I fell in love. I love everything about Marcellus. He is wonderful, yes. amazing creature. Creature. Yeah. I'm going to read a little bit about what the book is about. After Tova Sullivan's husband died, she began working the night shift at the Soul Bay Aquarium, mopping floors and tidying up. Keeping busy has always helped her cope, which she's been doing since her 18-year-old son, Eric, mysteriously vanished on a boat in Puget Sound over 30 years ago. Tova becomes acquainted with curmudgeonly Marcellus, a giant Pacific octopus living at the aquarium. We love him so much. Oh, God, I, I love hearing that name. It just makes me smile every time <laughs> I, I see it. Marcellus knows more than anyone can imagine, but wouldn't dream of lifting one of his eight arms for his human captors until he forms a remarkable friendship with Tova. You know, at first, when I came upon this book, I was like, what? An octopus? having a like a friendship endeavor with a human being i was immediately intrigued mm -hmm. i was like how is this author going to rope me in this way yeah. like how is she doing this and whenever you read marcellus's part there's something about it that that you just immediately love like yeah like his attitude mm -hmm. his his like observations and stuff i just imagine him being british i don't know why like i read him british Marcellus, like, yes, pitiful humans. Like, I, I just read him as British. I don't know why. <laughs> He's almost like a Sherlock Holmes version yeah, yeah, of, yeah. of all the octopuses. Yeah, octopi. Like, hmm, octopi. <laughs> and I love it near toward the end where there's another octopus that, that comes in and it's a Pippa, girl. Pippa the Gripper. And she's kind of like nervous. She's kind of scared a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then I remember at one point, I think Tova was like, we're getting another octopus? Like why? That Her or Cameron said that. And mm -hmm. then their boss, the guy that runs aquariums, like, well, Marcellus doesn't have that much time left. And that really made me sad. Uh, Just saying that yeah. alone. Like reading it. I know. Like, it's, but you already knew. Like The, the like, author makes it, it, it's inevitable at this point. Like The author yeah. makes it, like Marcellus talks about this theme throughout the book, but it still doesn't make it any easier when it gets towards the end because you love him so, like you've built this love right. for him that you just, it's, 
you know, like it's a, it's another first friend or person. Like you, you find yourself caring more for Marcellus than some of the characters. In Absolutely. Book. Yeah. <clears throat> like you love Tova. Like you love her. You want, you want so She's the main character yeah. out of all this. Like her you, and camera. Okay. Yeah. So we meet Tova first. Mm. She lost her husband. Yeah. And that's why she's working in the aquarium. She mm-hmm. has her own system of cleaning the aquarium, like wiping down the the glass or mm-hmm. just the way she changes a trash can, trash, trash. bags. But that's... A, in, I love that. In working in a restaurant, I felt Tova's <laughs> disdain for this damn trash can liner. I can never do it. I swear I can never do it. Like, there's a way to do it. And, like, anybody else's, I'm like, oh, God, you guys are garbage. That's why I don't ever do it. <laughs> I like, there's a way to do it, and it stays tightly on there. So when she was bitching about it, I get it, because I'm tired of it folding in. There's crap all up in there. And I'm just like, oh, I get it, Tova. It pisses me off, too. <laughs> like, I felt I felt her on a personal level. On when we meet her, you know, she's cleaning up. She's doing her nightly duties, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And she comes upon Marcellus, like, in the break room. Yeah, he's, like, tangled. Yeah, so she kind of helps <laughs> him out. And she's mm-hmm. a little freaked out, like, uh, I wouldn't know what to do either. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd be like, oh, like, I would Jesus. be afraid to touch him, even, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It doesn't and, feel real. Like a character like that being out of the water, it wouldn't feel real to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I would react as quick because I'd be like, is this and then a Disney after, movie? The hell? Right. Yeah. And then after she helps him like untangle, mm-hmm. he like scurries off. <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah. And she's like, okay. But there's something about Marcellus' side talking about that. Yes. Like, I love how he's like, I want to eat other things. I'm so tired of eating what they feed me. Uh-huh. And I love that he like goes and the eats. Chinese food? Yeah, but they, but he goes to like the other tanks and eat like the sea cucumbers. Oh, they said that yes, his, <laughs> that's his favorite thing. They also eat the sea cucumbers. Right. And when he when he left, it was like the population grew up inside. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's so chunky. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like how he's like, oh, I get to eat some Chinese food. I, I don't know. I I love the mindset <clears throat> of Marcellus. Period. He's been captured for so long, yeah. you know, and his like this adventure <clears throat> that he has is daring spirit. Thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's, so a, it's a streak that we all have. I love anything when they give like a pet or an animal, like a human <laughs> side to it, because I'm all in. And like we can all relate to Marcellus, like in a way of just we're trapped in a in this tank, right? And you're just trying to break out, and you know, figuring out things, and people aren't giving you the credit that you need, you deserve for right. what you are. So I oh, fell in love with him. <laughs> Can't. So we know that Tova. Um, she's a widow. Yes. But they don't go into her, what happened with her husband. Like we know what happened to her husband. He passed away from cancer of some stuff. Right, yeah, but they don't go in too much about, about like her grieving. No. The grief part is really more toward when she lost her 18-year-old son, Eric, Eric. which has been, what, at like least... 30 years at this yeah, point. Yeah, and even yeah, though it's been, been that years. long, it's like still she's fresh. still grieving, which I... I totally get, like, every single person that I've talked to has said that, you know, like, the hurt doesn't go away Mm -hmm. at all. Both Caddy and I know this, losing a parent, but it's just more tolerable, I guess, or, you know. You you kind of get used to that feeling. Yeah. But, of course, it still feels fresh as it was yesterday. Right. Naturally. And... Honestly, and we feel more of that mm-hmm. with with Tova losing her son versus mm-hmm. her husband. Not that she wasn't affected about yeah. by her husband. I mean, but. honestly, sad as it sounds, like I guess when you when you have that ultimate grief, that ultimate loss, and then when it happens again, it it makes you kind of numb, I guess, in a sense, mm-hmm. but not numb to where you don't 
you don't feel, care as like much. You don't care, yeah, you don't feel. It's just more of like an acceptance. Like death is not as scary or not as distant as it would be to someone when it happened the first time. I guess you could say. Yeah, but so it, that was also yeah. her son at eighteen years yeah. old. Yeah, like that's she a baby. only had eighteen years with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's her only son. It's kind of nice to get to know Tova in the house Mm -hmm. that she lives in, that her grandfather built. So you get more of like a a character info about her, which is really nice. Because you can definitely see her as this like older woman who's who's quite strong, but Mm -hmm. but yet gentle. Like she's a tiny woman, like she's a petite lady. Right. Yeah. I imagine Helen Mirren, like the whole time. I imagine Helen Mirren. Yeah, I yeah, because um, I she's think I did a, too. Actually, at one she's point, she's coming out on a new show, mm-hmm. and I've seen like a recent picture of her. It's nineteen twenty three. It's one of those Yellowstone prequels, mm-hmm. and she's like that. She's like a woman on her land with like a gun, and she's kind of hardy. Oh, so that's yeah. what I imagined in my head was Toba was that like kind of like you're you're an older woman, yes, but you're still hardy. So we meet Marcellus, the wonderful octopus, and we meet mm-hmm. Tova, of course, and then we meet her. Her band of women, her the knit wits, and I thought it was kind of it, it's kind of it's nice cute. to uh, it's adorable to read about a group of like ladies, ladies. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I imagine us being very much like this. Like I imagine, I'm us okay being, with that <laughs> being like seventy and still reading and being right. Like yes, your body gets older, but like your your your, your wits, your wits are still there about <laughs> right. you. So of course we kind of explore each of the women's characters. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have a hard time like catching up who's who. Yeah, so I do too. Throughout the book, little by little, the author did well, kind of like sectioning out yeah. each character, so you know, like oh okay, that's so and so, and that's so and so. But then in turn, we meet the other side of the book, which is Cameron. Cameron. You want to talk about Cameron? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. My first impression of Cameron was like, oh my god, this whiny little child. I'm, I'm over it. You're a 30 year old man, and you're whiny. You know, I thought that I did too. For I did. A that second, was my but then I kind of get his attitude. Mm-hmm. A little, of course, when I read on, I understand his ways. Yeah, and what he but thinks, then but again, first of all, it's like ugh. Okay. But then again, sometimes I also felt like everyone has a hardship. I know you didn't know your mom, you didn't know your dad, but you had this amazing like aunt. Yeah, but then you're just blaming your problems on everybody, everybody else. else. Yeah, it's everybody else. But he else's accepts fault. his issues. Though. He's like, I know I have a problem. Yeah, and it's it's just kind of like, uh, okay. I mean, everybody has a story, dude. Some are sadder than others, of course, naturally. But you yourself have to pull yourself off from your own bootstrings. He and I think this particular city and this particular situation really did to his character. I think this really helped him. You know, you kind of find your own way, whether it be a new job. For him, it just happened to be moving away and kind of falling I'm in glad with he the did right that. people. I think he needed to get out of that funk. Like, he was too busy living in the shadow of of his best friends, the ones that were having the babies, yeah. and his perfect girlfriend. I hated who, that part. Like To me, that was kind of annoying. I thought, why are you so mean to her? She's just living her life. Dang. Like, I was like, why are you hating on that? Po-? She's just living her life. I mean, she grew up with her parents in suburbia. Like, you you can't be mad at her for not understanding the world. If that's all she really knows. You know what I mean? Like, you can't be too right. mad at someone. Like, ultimately, they're just being themselves. That part was kind of in, his band. in the background. Okay. Yeah, in his band. What are they called? Oh, I God. don't remember his band's name. Oh, just, I didn't write it down. He's 30 years old. He's kind of, kind of drifting through life yeah. he's not really hasn't really found his footing he, he did got, have a few contracting jobs like he always gets most, fired but he always gets fired he's that guy he's yeah i we all know that guy so i think that's why i found it so annoying you, i know someone like this so i'm just like ugh. Uh, his girlfriend kicks him out because she's tired of his crap and never having a job 
he goes and stays with their friends. Be like, hey, man, you got two days on our couch. You got to get out. Because his mm-hmm. two best friends are married and they're expecting a baby. The last thing they want is like, oh, they have to take care of a man child before that baby comes. <laughs> right. He gets some token, like some trinkets from his aunt that belonged to his mother who was a drug addict for most of his life. And she just took off when he was nine and left him with the aunt. So he's never known anything more of his mother. He doesn't know who his father is. And his aunt's kind of like eccentric. She was in a trailer park, kind of like this kooky lady, I imagine. With I like, like her a lot. I like, I like Aunt Barb. And, and I uh, like that like she has like a sex life. Yes, she has a boyfriend. <laughs> I love how in this book they give Marcellus such like a thought, but they also show that these older women have, like these old women have lives. Yep. It's not like after you have kids and then suddenly you don't have anything anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have drive, they have ambitions, they have dreams. They still have, there's still life after this part. You know, whether you devote it to a job or... And and it shows that void of, like, you don't really have anyone to take care of you. Like, what are you going to do at the end of your life? You know what I mean? Tova struggled with this in this book. And then on the other side, you have his aunt who has, like, a thrilling sex life with her boyfriend. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, yes. And I I see it now with my mother. Like, you know, they have a whole nother thing going on. Like, it's a whole nother way of life. So Cameron Cameron. goes to... Soul Bay. Yes, because he found a picture of his mother and a gentleman named Simon Brink. And he believes that Simon Brink is his real father. Because right. he, so he, he wants, well, one, he wants, and Simon to, Brink has money. So he feels like this bastard owes me 18 years worth of child support. I'm going to go get it. Right. So he's, he flies there, mm-hmm. whatever money he and has. Gets, and his luggage gets lost. I feel really bad I for him. I felt bad for part. him. I did. I did feel man. bad for him. I was like, damn, man. Like, <sighs> And I guess you had to have a little hardship. Like, it couldn't be that easy. Well, yeah. it's it's interesting because his character, as much as we're over here going, like, dude, get over it. Dude, mm-hmm. figure out your shit. But we're also, like, feel for him yeah. of any little, like, speed bumps yeah. he goes through. Like, the luggage being lost. You learn then to now care what? for Cameron. Like, you, Absolutely. At first, he's annoying. But then once the book goes along, you're like, I understand it. Like, But I kept going back to thinking he's, like, an 18-year-old kid who's kind of... Like, doesn't have any direction. And mm-hmm. I have to keep reminding myself, wait, he's a 30-year-old he's man. He's a 30-year-old man. So. And so he hop, he goes to Seattle. He meets a guy at the airport who's lost his luggage as well. This guy has, this random stranger has a friend who's selling a camper. Sells it to Cameron because Cameron got some money from his, from his aunt. And that camper takes him all the way to the Safeway grocery store. Yeah. Where he has a flat. And the lovely Safeway <laughs> shop owner slash Tova admirer, Ethan. I um, love Ethan. Like, helps him. And I love that Ethan's Scottish. He's so harmless. Yes. He's, just, he's, he's so, so in love ridiculous. with Tova. He has such a, like, a little boy crush on her. Like, the, <laughs> hi, Tova. Like, I could hear him in my head, like, talking to her. And he's so in love with her. And that's another I thing. I imagine, like, like, Ricky Gervais. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. How I, imagine. I imagine, like, an older Frankie Boyle. He's, like, a really curmudgeonly comedian. Oh, and he's Scottish. So I, yeah, that's how I imagine, like, that beard and just that really thick. I don't know. But... But this is the way he treats his employee, the yeah. one kid. Like, like, Travis, I think. Something like that. Yeah. He's just, I don't know, it's just funny. He's like, go restock. If I did ask you to do it, I would have told you. <laughs> he's like, just go do it. <laughs> he has a Sean Connery. And this time I can't do Sean Connery because well, he's got You know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he helps Cameron and actually has him park the camper at his at On his, his driveway. Yeah. In his driveway to like kind of help him out. So. Okay, so I want to touch on Marcellus again real quick. Yes. 
I should have said this earlier. But first of all, in the book, each time Marcellus is like his chapter, that there's like a like a art piece yes. on the yes. page, which I love so much. Mm-hmm. I wanted to mention that Marcellus is like a foodie. Yes. Because he talks about like, this is good, this is bad. And I want to read this little thing real quick because I loved it so much. He goes, of course, I've sampled crabs, clams, shrimp, cockles, and abalone many times over. I simply must take it upon myself to fetch them after hours. Fish eggs are an ideal snack in terms of both gastronomical pleasure and nutritional value. (laughs) Just the way he talks, you know. And, um... Or even he's like, he's like, the sea must be a delightful buffet. All these delicacies free for the taking. But what do they offer here? Mackerel, halibut, and above all, herring. Herring, herring, so much herring. Yeah. They're foul creatures. <laughs> <laughs> he's such a foodie. I like, oh. And what are you like, salad, 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 salad. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I imagine he's saying. I love it. <laughs> I just, I can't get over how well this character was, was written. Developed. Like, yeah. he's not just some like, Oh, like, woe is me. Woe is me, or kind of like dumb or right. very childlike. No, Marcellus is like this proper, I'm so, he's a proper British man. That's what I imagine. <laughs> okay, so Tova had like a kind of like an estranged brother yeah. who passed away. And then she finds out that he had been living at this like, it's not a care facility. It's like a retirement community. It's like a condo retirement community. Like one yeah. of those really nice, fancy ones that you and don't they have know. like events and yeah. they have Mixed programs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She didn't care much about his death or anything like that. But it kind of got her thinking like maybe at this point in my life, because she's alone now, even though she had her knit with women. But her her friends are also like moving away and trying to mm-hmm. plan out the, you know, the next 15 Chapter. years of their life, whatever. So she has this idea that, you know what, I want to sell the house. It's time to move on. You know, her husband has passed. She's still grieving the loss of her son. So she decides she's going to go be a part of this community. So she has to kind of put wheels in motion, Mm -hmm. selling the house, packing up, things like that, telling her friends that's what she wants to do. But while she's doing all this, from the beginning, even though as much as we love Marcellus, she also has a buddy in which when I read this part, I think I read a little bit before Caddy did, I was like, oh my God, Caddy's going to freak out. We already love Marcellus as it is. This kitty, this cat kind of comes and paws at Tova's like door pretty much like, hey, what's up? Let's be friends kind of thing. And she kind of takes him in. Yeah. Yeah. Like he adopts her pretty much. Yeah. He adopts her. But she takes care of him. She feeds him. He kind of hangs out. So when she was trying to figure out what to do with like her house, Mm -hmm. you know, because she's moving to that community, she has to figure out what to do with Cat. She named him Cat. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I thought I was like, oh, yeah. Can't you take Cat with you? That was my main part. I was like, oh my God, what's she going to do with Cat? She can't take (laughs) him to her Oh, because Ethan going to take him? Somebody better take him. (laughs) I was so concerned about Cat. But just, you know how it's just, typical feline behavior like he comes in her house like he pays rent <laughs> eats all the food and then just lays on her floor with his belly hanging out like yep. everybody who's a cat person y'all understand this y'all are y'all are snapping your fingers in the air because you know that this, this is all of our what, cats it's not what boyfriends and husbands do also pretty much i think that's why we love them so much We're like their extension <laughs> of their ugh, yeah that's him okay so that's what's happening with tova you talk about what happened what's happening with cameron okay so Ethan hooks Cameron up with a job. 
at the aquarium because Tova actually one evening she decides that she's going to go and play with uh, Marcellus. <laughs> so she's, she's going to like, like kind of like shake hands with she him. She goes and like, she goes and gets like a step stool him, yeah. and befriends him. And she's been talking to him and she wants to like, you know what? I'm going to meet you kind of shake your hand kind of thing. So she puts her hand in the tank and he wraps his, his tentacle on her arm, kind of like a, yeah. like a shake, like a, like a sense. It's so like endearing. A, yeah. It's so sweet. But since she's an older lady in this, the little, the step stool is shaky. It falls. It breaks and she falls and like I think she twists her ankle, or she like hurt her ankle of some something sort. Like something like that, yeah. to that effect. She has to go get it looked at and she has to have a boot put on, so she has to be she can't work for six weeks. And so she's like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do?" Because she's concerned about who's going to clean the aquarium because she doesn't know how to just sit still, like we said. And she's also worried about what about Marcel? He's going to think I left him. Right. He's going to think I left him. You know. And this six weeks that she's gone is also kind of leading up to her departure from this place like she's gonna go move into the condos yeah so after the six weeks she's pretty much gone like this is her last day sort of situation and so she's freaking out because she's like oh my god who's gonna take care of marcella who's gonna take care of the aquarium all these things and in the meantime cameron shows up and he's kind of like their kind of like their gopher like he cuts up fish he cuts up fish for well, the food um ethan the mm-hmm. the grocery owner yeah. hooked him up with the job because cameron's like in this broken down camper in the yeah, driveway. Yeah, smells like pee. Like yeah, pee. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. He needs a job. He yeah. needs to get income. Yeah. So he starts working at the aquarium, pretty much, pretty much replacing Tova. Yeah, like he's he's doing a little bit of extra stuff, but he becomes like the nighttime janitor. And Tova, of course, because she can't <laughs> dare to stay away, she comes in like every few, like the few nights to kind of like hang out with him, do like volunteer work, I guess, in a way. And they form a friendship. And they form a friendship. And Marcellus actually kind of gets kind of connected with Cameron. Like he sees him because um, he he flops out, he gets out again. And Tova has to kind of show him how to like, yeah, kind of help him help out. Help him out to get Marcellus back. Like, hey, man. Yeah. And I love how she talks to Marcellus. Like, Marcellus. You know you can't do this. <laughs> you need to go back to your tank. And he's like, Tova, I know I listen to you. Like in his, like that's how I imagine he speaks. Like just very airy and just above it all, you know. But Marcellus has a very keen sense of observation. Right. Well, he says how that's all he does is yeah, observe. He just look, he and observes. he he knows. He knows human behavior, and I love how he talks about that. He's like, "What is it about the weather? That's all they ever talk, <laughs> talk about. about, is the talk about like why did why do they need to talk, discuss this all the freaking time?" Yeah, and I love that part when he's like, "Little do they know that between Tova and Cameron, they're they're connected mm-hmm. just by the way they walk. The way they he's walk. Like, I could tell the they are related. Cheek. Yeah, she's like, there, he's like, there's some kind of connection there. I don't know how they don't see it." And so this kind of he knows who he they knows are. of course he does but <laughs> then the wheels start turning in this story and that's like that was the point where the story turned and you're like wait a minute wait a minute like yeah what I kind of guessed it already yeah, but yeah. you how, know there was something going yeah. on but it, what was what but was how gonna, are they gonna get there yeah yeah and this is when it starts to slowly turn because you'll see it and Marcellus actually and this is the part I was like on my way to work and it made me cry I was thinking about this thinking about the book and. I was still crying till this point. And there's a point where Marcellus talks about how he finds trinkets. Like he likes to steal. Marcellus is a klepto. <laughs> so he'll steal like keys and right. rings and ID earrings, cards. ID cards. He'll steal all sorts of stuff. He's a klepto, which I love it. 
And, and he, like, puts it in this little area. Yeah. Kind of like Ariel Little Mermaid. In her, in her uh, what is it? Her, um, her trove. Her trove, yeah. <laughs> so he has a key. He steals one of Tova's keys that she, like, it fell, like, some time ago. And he talks about how this key looks awfully familiar to a key that he's seen before. You know, sadly, he kind of deduces that he saw this key in the sea. He also found it with, like, a jacket and a shoe. I'm- and... Tova talks to Marcella. She tells him about like her life, and he knows somewhat about Eric. Right. And he's like, if because only- real quick, Eric, after a night um, of going out with friends or something like that, he apparently went on a, like a small boat and pretty much drowned yeah. in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And she's always thought it was weird that he would do something like that. And because they always that- thought it was a suicide. Yeah, and he was a swimmer and everything. And the mom was like, he wasn't going to kill himself. There's no way. He's not going to go out there and drown himself. There's no way. And Marcellus kind of tells us that Eric did actually indeed pass away. Right. And there are remnants of Eric and that he knows of. And he was a very young octopus, he says it. And he (laughs) says he wishes that he could bring something to Tova to let her know to to fill that void for her. And I thought that was so sweet because that's when you, he he the first like one of the first times that he actually like talks about Tova in a way like he wants to take care of her he wants to protect her right when he says like I wish I could bring that key to her like I wish I could do this for her and he goes and I have to do something for Tova and he goes I have to do it for Tova and I thought that was so sweet when he said it. he gave like, her the key though. yeah and I was like oh my god he gave her a key back. And she's like, you little mom, you little thief. You took my key. I just love how she talks to him. And he's yeah. just, and you know, he's like blushing. He's like, mm, you know, <laughs> it, it was just so endearing. And I kind of was like, oh my God, her son. And then, you know, he knows and he's starting to see the patterns between her and Cameron. And Cameron yeah. Right. And in the meantime, so Cameron is mm-hmm. still convinced this guy, Simon Brinks, Simon he's like this real estate tycoon kind of mm-hmm. guy who yeah, has property all over and he's been trying to get a hold of him trying to get a meeting with him we well, know that cameron's mom yeah. ran away from her home in california because cameron's really from modesto california and the mother runs runs away and she goes to washington and she happens to live in this small town and she had a cameron right around the time she's about 17 18 years old and we all and you they kinda, found a picture. There was found a, a picture, picture with uh, the mom and Simon Brinks. Brinks. That's what he's yeah. going off. Of. It was like class of eighty nine kind of. He's thing. like this is this has to be my this dad. has to be my dad because this is right around the time I was born. And then you can also deduce from what Marcellus is seeing and their connection between Cameron and Tova. And you also know that Eric graduated that year too. Right. It's not like we know it, but they you know of course it's not right. going on. It. Through Marcellus, we know that Eric is definitely dead. Mm-hmm. So it's not like Cameron is trying to find Eric as a dad or something. No, he's not. You know, it's nothing like that. But before we get into Cameron's little girlfriend, she's not little, but she's she's Avery. pretty awesome. Yeah. But ultimately, in the book, he gets a hold of Simon, and Simon tells him to drive down to this building, like downtown, whatever. Seattle, downtown Seattle, Maybe, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't remember that part, but mm-hmm. you know, to meet him in this building, and he goes, and he's he's nervous and he's excited, yeah. but he's also like finally, like like I've been he's here this whole angry time. Angry too. There's a sense of yeah. anger in there because even though he's been working at the aquarium and he's been really connecting with with Tova, there's still a sense of flight at this point. Yeah, you know, and he he even says that like. This doesn't work out. Like I'm gonna go back to California, or or not. Cal- yeah, 
I'm going to go back to California or I'm going to just pretty much leave. Like, well, there's no point in me staying because I came here for a reason. And whether this works or not, I'm going to go ahead and go. I felt like so affected by that part because I was like, no, but there's Tova. You can't just leave. What are you doing? Mm, yeah. <laughs> and I don't blame him because that's all he knows. Like, yeah, he's, he's a really, flight. He's a flight. Yeah, he's a flighty dude. Like he does. He doesn't know about friendships and relationships that stay Everything is gone from yeah. him. So that's all he knows is to flee as well. Right. And one thing about, I, we t- I don't know if we talked about it yet, but the, the ring, the class ring, there was a ring in his mom's things that had the word eels in it. And oh, it yeah. just so happened that the Sol, Sol Bay High School, like there were the fighting eels or something like that. And he's <laughs> so like, weird. why would somebody want the eels? <laughs> and in this, it says eels in it. And he just trying to figure out who this classroom belongs to. And he deduces to himself, like, this must be my dad's. Right. Because like, it's a male ring. Right. And so he meets Simon Brink. Which is weird. So yeah. the, he goes to this building and he has mm-hmm. to go to like the basement. Yeah. And they're pretty much building like a basement, speakeasy. like underground speakeasy bar. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this girl there. And then Simon finally comes out and he's like, hey, Cameron, I'm not your dad. Yeah. Because of your mom. This was like her dream. And mm-hmm. I built this for you. And I'm like... I, I was like, first of all, why did you just get a hold of Cameron? Like, why did yeah. you try to get a hold of Cameron? Tell this kid is what, like, what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, don't leave him in the dark. What the, yeah. This is bullshit to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't I care know, that for that. was a little weird. Like, you could have just yeah. left it with him just be. I don't know. I didn't. Like, they were best friends. You could have just left it at best friends. I didn't really care that. They yeah, this whole, whole I built this for you. Speakeasy. Bullshit. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, nah, I didn't really care for that part. That's the one part in the book. I was like, eh. yeah, everything else is pretty good. But that whole speakeasy part, I was like, mm, that could have I thought it was kind of dumb. <laughs> yeah. You could have just met him in a park and told him this. Like, we didn't need this whole speakeasy situation. Yeah. I guess it's just giving credence to Seattle's hipsterness which we all know of so we're like eh. or they're trying not to make this simon brink guy like such an asshole mm-hmm. which i whatever i don't care <laughs> i mean it is what it is so cameron is heartbroken yeah yeah you so know. he doesn't know who his father is right and he's pissed and, and like, he decides i'm gonna go back yeah to well, california and also because he met a, wo- a girl yeah that's right he that's met a woman avery. her name is avery and he's really built a connection with her like and she's so different than what he's always used to dating Avery is 32, I believe she said. She's 32. She owns her own paddleboard shop. Yeah. Like a She's very hardy. Yeah. And she has a teenage son. She has a teenage son, uh, Marco. He's 15. And who's Cameron, such a punk ass? Yeah. He's, well, he's a but typical 15 year old punk ass. Yeah, but he's ass, pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Typical 15 year old punk ass. I imagine he has hair, like his bangs are in his face. He's all emo and right, shit. Right. And <laughs> uh, Cameron, you know, tries to be buddy with him, but he knows it's not going to happen because Marco's like, nah, dude, nah. He doesn't trust any man near his mama. And Avery, at one point, I think she like she doesn't get to him. She doesn't answer him right away or something happens to where she, she doesn't talk to him. So he's like, all right, Avery's mad at me. He was supposed to meet with her. He yeah, was he supposed to have a date oh, with her. Oh, that's right, that's right, that's right. But then he got that phone call like, hey, come meet Simon me. Brings. Simon brings at this building in downtown Seattle. So he goes to the surf shop because that's where he was supposed to go meet with her and to tell her, like, hey, sorry, I gotta, I have an emergency kind yeah. of thing. And then the teenage son was there, and he tells the son, 
And he's like, I hope you give your mom this message. I'm not ditching her. Mm-hmm. Of course, the son never gave it to her. He never gave, He never tells Avery. He's just like, all right. Yeah, whatever, dude. Because then Avery just thought that he stood him, stood her up. Yeah, because. But she doesn't. But she's older. She's not like, I can't believe you. She was concerned. She's like, I wonder what happened. I wonder what happened. But she's also realistic. Like, all right, he found out I have a son. I never told him. Like, I get yeah. it. Yeah. It's <laughs> kind of one of those, like, I'm older now. If you don't want to, I'm not going to chase you kind of thing. So that's with Avery. There's also a part in here in the middle where Toba hasn't told her friends. She that she was leaving. That she was leaving. Yeah. So she's at a, another friend of hers is like go, going away dinner because one of the friends is going to move in with her daughter. Daughter, yeah. They're all having a good like brunch at this place. And one of the moms, one of the nitwits, they invite like this couple there. And in this couple, this woman and man, the man actually used to be one of Tova's son's friends like from high school yeah eric's has, friend yeah well, eric's she ran friends. into him yeah at the beginning a little of the bit book. before because he yeah. was like riding his bike or something and he water yeah yeah and he has his wife sandy and sandy <laughs> sandy like talks to tova like oh i know your house is for sale like how wonderful and then it was like what, what wait what now why is your house for sale what the hell is going on so tova has to like tell them now what her plan is. So Sandy outs Tova to everybody, the whole table, and tells them that Tova's leaving. Well, that Tova's selling her house. So Tova has to tell the nitwits, like, yeah, I'm selling my house, I'm going to condo. And the nitwits, like, freak out. And Sandy's like, oh, shit. I felt kind of bad for her. I did. I was like, oh, girl, why'd you... Like, it's another one of those little unnecessary things, but I it was written well because I could picture it all in my head. Yeah. Like, everyone freaking out. Tova's like, ah, oh, damn it. And Sandy's just like tomato red. Right. Like, I could see it. I was more focused on the guy mm-hmm. because he made a comment to Tova. Yep. Hey, I was Eric's friend. I kind of knew him. Mm-hmm. And just the fact that that brought her back down to thinking about her son. Yeah. And then he made a comment and, hey, there was a girl. Mm-hmm. And she became upset. It's like, what? Yeah. There's a girl? Like, who is she? I don't know who she is. Mm-hmm. Because Tova never knew what happened to her son. Yeah. She only knew that he went out in the boat and That's he's it. gone. Yeah. And he never came back. And she kind of regretted telling him to go out to be with his friends or yeah. whatnot. And then so she became obsessed. There was a girl. There was a girl. You and know? she kind of convinced that this girl had something to do with this. Maybe she knows what happened kind of thing. And then... More into the story, um, I want to mention this part. I thought it was so sweet because we know that Marcellus knows who Cameron is to Tova. Yeah. So we might as well just go ahead and say it so we can talk more about it. Yeah. Because um, this is the big climax here. This is, yeah, this is let's it. just go ahead and go for it. Okay. You tell the big climax. So it turns out that Tova's son, Eric, although he did pass away. Yeah, he died. He, right before he died, he actually fathered a child yeah with, with a girl with the girl which happens to be cameron that cameron, cameron is the is fruit the of that of that yeah. teenage love affair he thinks it's simon brink but actually what what happens is is in the that ring that class ring the eels it's eric those are eric's initials his full out initials and that's yeah. what eels is that's eric's full name and they they find this out because Marcellus he has to tell him about the ring he has to tell him yeah. about the ring and so he jumps out of his like he gets out of the tank and he's like almost 
on his deathbed at this point. Right. He manages to give Tova that ring. Now that we know who Cameron is to yep. Tova, mm-hmm. but Marcellus is the one that knows it yeah. before everybody else. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I I love that he tries to do all these little things, like like the whole ID yeah. thing and leaving it for for Tova. Because Tova's slowly saying that Cameron has like some facial features. Like she says he reminds her a lot of her son, like the certain way that he moves and his faces reminds her right. of Eric. Marcellus loves Tova. Yes. And just real quick, the way he gets out of his tank, there's this little hole on top where the like the filter thing is. As we all know, like an octopus can pretty much go through like a like a four inch hole. They're cats. Entirely. They have it's no weird. Bones. Yeah. yeah. They're like cats. So the fact that he cares a lot about Tova and wants Tova to know that, hey, Cameron is your is your grandson. grandson. Yeah. Uh, in the book, he has this thing. He says, as a general rule, I like holes. A hole at the top of my tank gives me freedom. But I do not like the hole in her heart. She only has one, not three, like me. Tova's heart. I will do everything I can to help her fill it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> yep. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that got me. I'm already watering up right. again. Oh. And then I like the part where Ethan, ultimately, Ethan, the, the grocery store owner guy, he knows before Tova knows mm-hmm. who Cameron's father is. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he tried. He wanted to tell her. He, like, brought her over to the house, tried to cook. And he, like, she, like, cleaned his kitchen. With his T-shirt <laughs> because he kept his stuff in oh, the bottom yeah. of the sink. And you're like, what the hell is this? That was an expensive T-shirt that right? she paid for. I was like, what? How much? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you have to admit, you like him, too. Oh, girl, she liked him. She knew she liked him. But, oh, well, the way the way they found out, like, the way Cameron found out who Tova is mm-hmm. and vice versa, I thought it was so sweet. So Cameron is, like, fed up with life. Avery is not calling him. He didn't. He got passed up for the promotion at the aquarium. Yeah, because he and wanted, just, like, a permanent. He's all frustrated. He's going to quit. He's going to quit. That classroom, he throws it in Marcellus's tank, and he's like, I'm over this shit. Because like, he's over mad it. that Simon, he's mad. you yeah. know, isn't the dad isn't or dad whatever. And, yeah, so he, like, leaves. He like go. He's like, I'm going to go back to California. And he leaves, and Marcellus finds that ring, and he realizes, like, hey, this is, this is the ring. Like, this is the token that's finally going to tell Tova who Cameron really is. Right. And Tova was there when Cameron threw that ring in there, so she knows that that's Cameron's ring. Right. And so Marcellus, of course, he climbs out of that tank. He get he gets loose and he's like on the floor, like almost on his last breath. Oh my god, that was so heartbreaking. It was, it was like my heart was just going. I was like, oh my god, this can't be when he goes. And he has that ring, and he he risked his life to give Tova that ring to tell her who Cameron is, and she realizes it, and she's like, oh my god, he's he's my grandson. Like it was this big, like that was the big moment of this book. Like she finally realized who he was. So Tova's like. You did something for me, Marcellus. I'm going to do something for you. So she takes Marcellus. She puts him in the mop bucket, like the bucket full of water. Mm-hmm. She takes him out to sea because she's oh, going to let I him love go. That. She's going to let him. She's going to give him his freedom. And she takes him out to the pier. And, it, and this is part. It's going to make me cry. Like he's just trying to let him out. And he kind of like slinks out. Mm-hmm. But he holds onto her arm before I he know. goes as if to tell her, thank you. I love you too kind of thing. Because he doesn't communicate. He doesn't speak. And then he finally gets into the water. And Toba's like, the water's all, like, there's a part in there where she says kind of to the effect of, like, the water takes everything that I love. Like, right. it took Eric, and now it takes Marcellus. And I was like, oh, my God. And so I'm going to cry all over again. And um, <laughs> that was and so, so, it was so sweet. sweet. Cameron comes over to Toba's 
house right and he finds out like that's when they make that connection that's where he finds out that toba's really his grandmother like right. they have a talk and then they embrace each other like oh, it was something so like that they've always always done and it was this climactic part because they find like this they find like a wooden board like a and they find eric's like stash like his right. stuff that he was hiding was like these 18 year old like snacky cakes and, <laughs> and the sweetest thing he found they found the elephant remember how he broke that elephant oh and yeah she's always been missing this elephant she talks about it a few times in the book like yeah. it's a six six piece set and eric had been putting it together and it's been sitting in that Aww. damn cupboard for 30 years that he he wanted to fix it for his mama like the story comes to an end like we know that eric passed we know that cam is her grandson and then, like, the elephant kind of, it finally finished her collection, like, a whole roundup. And I like that they didn't, like, the author didn't go too much into Ethan or Avery, like, to give to, like, it was a love story. No, ultimately, the story, the love story was Cameron and Tova. Like and Marcellus. And, Grand- and Marcellus. <laughs> Sorry, Marcellus, of course. But, like, the love story, those human connections that you, you know, you have with each other and finding it. Right. And that's ultimately what happens. But, and you they, know, the whole time when yeah. Tova is leaving, the yeah. house got sold. Yeah. She's pecking up. And I'm like, no, you can't you leave. You can't leave. You can't leave. Cameron doesn't know yet that you're that you're his grandmother. Yeah. Oh, you know, or even Cameron, you can't go back to California. Tova's <laughs> your grandma. Yeah, you can't. Oh, and also, guys, Kat. I know all of you are standing on the... Like, what happened to Kat? Yeah. Kat actually goes with one of her friends, Barbara. Yeah. And lives with Barbara for a little while. But then Kat comes Kat back. Kat comes back. Because, like, an, an ultimate true story form, you know, it's cliche that they have happy ending. But I don't care. I love this damn happy ending. I love, <laughs> I love, love, love this We book. needed this for the end of the I year. I I needed this beautiful story to end out my... End out this year. Yes. So, Ethan and Tova do see each other. She calls him her friend. <laughs> she doesn't say boyfriend she says friend because tova moves into a condo like on the beach right because i think she wants to be close to the ocean she wants to be close to right. Eric. she wants to be close to marcellus so she has her condo ethan comes and visit her cat lives there now too he lives with her he stays within the condo so he is still there cameron still comes to visit her and they i think it's thanksgiving time at this point in the book because they make a comment that avery's going to come over later with pie because Avery and Cameron have made up at this point. They yeah, realize that they're Marco, dating. they're dating. I like how it's no strings attached. It's not like she's coming over to be like. Yeah, the best I like thing that ever. they don't create more drama. No, they don't. They about really her don't. It's yeah, or about Ethan or whatever. no. It's always and it's cute, but like her and Ethan in the whole T-shirt thing. I thought that was sweet. Chris would kill me if I messed up one of his shirts, and I'm sure <laughs> Justin would kill you if you messed up one of his band shirts. And so. Oh, Moth Sausage. There you go. There it There's is. the name there, of the... That's the name of Cameron's band, Moth Sausage. <laughs> it just came to me. So they're all walking out to the sea, like, to go look, overlook the sea. And she has Ethan with her. She has Cameron. And it's kind of like an all-encompass. All right. Like, she's together. And I love it because every time we read Marcel, like, you read Marcellus in this whole book, it's like, day 1303 of my captivity. Day <laughs> 1604 of my captivity but this is the last chapter that we hear from marcellus and you know unfortunately at the end and it's day one of my freedom i love that it talks about how he's sinking down to the depth of the ocean floor and that he feels that his time is nearing but although he's gonna enjoy himself so he says um all right so he says humans for the most part you are dull and blundering but occasionally you can be remarkably bright creatures Ugh. so that's when we realize that 
Remarkably bright creatures. creatures. It's us. It's us. It's us. <laughs> Not that him was at all. beautiful. Which was beautiful. Tova stays in town. She's a volunteer at the at the aquarium. At the aquarium, and she's actually she's the um kind of like the speaker. She's the like the docent. <sighs> docent, but she specifically talks about the great the octopus. The octopus. She talks the about new one. The new octopus, the lady octopus grip. What is it? Pippa the Grippa. That's what the little girl <laughs> named her. She talks about how intelligent. She tells you everything you need to know about the Great Pacific Octopus. She also has a shrine made up at the front of the aquarium. That's it's right. It's a giant golden statue of the octopus to give homage to Marcellus. And we find out that Cameron's actually a contractor. Mm-hmm. This, he's building up some... He's I don't remember. building up some like something like some kind of land development, but he's also going to college for engineering classes. And I like that he didn't necessarily go back to the aquarium and yeah. stayed there in a sense. Like he found his own direction, That's good. which is yeah. wonderful. He wasn't just staying in the rhythm of things. Like he found his own calling, his own direction of things. Because ultimately he was a carpenter. He liked doing that. Like you can tell throughout the book that he does certain things and yeah. it kind of draws him to that. And of that. course, Ethan is that safe way of his natural, and him and Tova, you know, have their friendship going and on. Cat. And Cat. Cat <laughs> um, still lives with Tova, but he still ventures out to the sea and <laughs> captures things. Like, a, he's still a, he's still feral at heart. <laughs> but that's how the book ends. That's, that's the end of the book. Yeah. And it was such a good ending. It was Ooh. such a good book. I loved it. Right. I loved it. Even though I was sad about Marcellus, of course, naturally I'm sad. Because but it's. It, the book gave him a beautiful ending. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very and heartwarming. Very like you you of course you're sad about it, but you understood it. You right. you made sense with it and it was a good end to him. Like he was he was free, like he always wanted to be by himself kind of thing. Right. Yeah. And the book gives him good amount of like content and material. Yeah. That even though you fall in love with him almost immediately, uh-huh. you couldn't get enough of him. Though. Oh, like no. No. every time his chapter comes, you're just like, yes, what is he up to? Because well, of the artwork, you're like, and then it's day one. Of- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, here he goes. That was our discussion, you guys, of Remarkably Bright Creatures by Shelby Van Pelt. We both said it, it was such a great book to end this year. This yeah. year has been such a fucked up year. Yeah, this year has been shit. So it's it's been nice to finish it out with a with a good book, of course, and it, this is this wonderful book. Right. There's certain books that we've read so far in this podcast and just in life, and this is one of those that's going to stick with me for sure. Right. Like this is we've definitely, definitely had a few. Mm-hmm. Like together we will go. Yeah, together we will go. Will always be with me. Exactly. And this, this book right one. here. This book right here is going to stick with me for sure. Right. And there's a few books that we've read that every time I hear it, I'm like. Ugh. But it was good. But like, uh, it was a good book, of course. Don't get me wrong. We all love these books, and all the authors are talented and <laughs> remarkable, remarkable, of course. But, you know, there's certain ones that keep at your heart. That and this, sticks with yeah, you, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the next book that we're reading to be read in January uh-huh. for us to discuss at the beginning of February, we're going classic, man. We're going classic. We try to do, like, we each pick two books that we swap reading and then the fifth book will be our classic Mm -hmm. so we've decided to do the picture of dorian gray by Mm -hmm. oscar wilde yep i'm kind of excited about it i I like it because number one he's i I i've never read any of his stuff me neither yeah and he's so praised and kind of sarcastic and kind of black comedy type that's what i get from it so it should be an interesting so i didn't know that the the book is a 
a gothic horror novel. Yeah. I had no idea. For some reason, I thought it was more like... Oh, like... Like, easygoing, witty, fun, kind of like... Kind of like... You think of it like kind of like Pride and Prejudice, that like very airy feel kinda, to it. Kind yeah. I, I had no idea, honestly. Mm-hmm. I know that Robert Pattinson, which he, we talked about him last time, played the main character. Yeah. I don't know if that movie did well or anything like that. I don't remember But I'm, I'm excited to read it. Thank you guys for coming by to our discussion of remarkably bright creatures as much as we loved it i we hope that you read it and loved it too i'm sure be a new year yeah it will be new years new new years new caddy new (laughs) new cat stories (laughs) new uh new books yeah well we're reading the classic but yeah new new books (laughs) new to us books (laughs) (laughs) okay but we will talk to you guys next time give us a a review some somewhere Shout anywhere out. whatever yeah, whatever you want to do let us know <laughs> how you're feeling but we'll talk to you next time bye bye this was going to be books cats and marcellus <laughs> i love feasting on beautiful creatures <laughs> that's how we always said <laughs>